You thinking you was a real dread, man. You scared because cause you be good? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You come in my house. Don't you ever bring scared business to me. You're looking at the toughest rascal Jamaican in the United States of America. I run shit. I kill for nothing. And I make lots of money. I deal with the business. Don't bring that shit to me again. You hear me? Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of THR Presents Stream Fiends. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my brother, Nez. What's up, man? Yo, man. Uh, work, 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 man. That's all I can do. <laughs> and cold, snowing again. It's supposed to be like 80 degrees in a couple days, and it's like fucking freezing now, so... I don't know. Crazy weather here in California. Are you guys done with the cold? Uh, it was a nice day today. It was, uh, I think last time I checked, it was like high 60s, like 69. Nice sunny day today. So can't complain. I think we hit like maybe 60, but uh, it's 43 right now. And it's going to. Uh gonna drop to about at least 32 and then come back up so that's still throwing my shorts on weather for me oh, hell no man, man <laughs> I, i'm at the point of wanting to make a fire but my wife's like oh, hell no uh, I'm, I'm going to the store in shorts and uh some flip-flops <laughs> no not me man i still got my sweatshirt <laughs> and my long pants on <clears throat> but all right uh, who's i don't even remember <laughs> was this your pick or mine? Uh, I think it was a mutual thing because of uh, the. If anybody doesn't know where we are talking about 1998's Belly in honor of the late great DMX who recently passed, and uh, just want to say he had a, a great send off. I, I watched it online. A lot of people showed up to his memorial, and uh, they had a nice little. I guess uh, driving through the streets, they had a big monster truck with uh, his name on the side, carrying the casket in the back, and it, it was pretty nice. Except for the the one dude that got up on stage claiming to be a close friend, that they were trying to not let him get up there, according to him, and no nobody knows who he is. Uh, so what you gonna do with that? We 
Alright, we're just gonna get to the movie here. Belly, 1998. When was the first time you checked this out? Ooh, um, it wasn't in a theater. Well, where I was at, um, I think when it hit VHS, uh, someone brought it to work and they were like, Hey man, you like DMX? Now at that time I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, I heard a few songs. I wasn't really deep into him yet, but I, I knew who Nas was. So I was like, Oh, he goes, yeah, Nas. And, uh, with the T-Boz from TLC. And, <laughs> and I was like, okay, man, whatever. I mean, just throw it in. Let's see it. Um, I guess someone he knew was friends with Hype Williams. So that was mm. one of the reasons why he was trying to hype it up. So uh, luckily, no planes were coming in. Because <laughs> so, I sat there and watched the whole movie. Um and I, I assume it was 98, 99. I'm not sure. When, whenever it came out on VHS is when, is when I seen it. And I wasn't expecting much because I was like, Nas is acting. But all right, let's, let's see what he can do. Movie said and done. I was like, damn, that was hella good. And then uh, I ended up buying it myself on uh, VHS. And I loved it. I mean, every, every form. Uh, DVD is it on Blu-ray? I don't even yeah, know. it's out there. It's out there on Blu-ray. Okay, well, I guess I should be getting it then. But yeah, man, I love this movie. Um, it was one of those movies that um, I can throw on whenever and just enjoy. It's not very long. It's only like an hour and a half, something like that, maybe an hour and forty minutes. But um, it, it was good. I was I was more shocked at DMX because uh, this was his first movie, right? I want to say, yeah. Let me I'm double check here. Because yeah, I, I wasn't sure. Okay. It was, this was two years before Romeo Must Die. He was only in there for like a second in that one. So, but, um, yeah, I, mean, I was just like, all right, cool, man. Uh, I, I took it for what it was, and I thought it was really good. The one that impressed me the most was DMX. Because uh, he, other than just being a street thug, I mean, he he knew that life, so he he did it. Just put it on screen, uh, said his lines, did what he had to do, and it, it was a really good movie. Hype Williams, uh, I know I've seen other films of his, but this is the only one that really stood out to me the most. Um I don't even know what his other movies are really. I, I do if I I don't have the list pulled up in front of me. So I know, I know at that it, time he was uh, he when uh, at that time when hip hop videos were like spending large amounts of money, he was like one of the go to guys at that time. When they when they well, I guess people still are making videos, but they just ain't they ain't spending like millions of dollars on them anymore. Uh uh-uh. uh. So, but. So I'm looking at his uh, filmography right now. I'm just seeing nothing but videos. So I thought he did some short, um, short films. Not really sure. I mean, he's done so much. He's worked with everybody. Um, yeah, I'm looking here. It looked like he was originally going to do the Sp- uh, Speed Racer movie. 
and then they went with the Wachowskis. Mm. And I can't see any. I, I could have swore I saw some short short films he had done. Unless I'm thinking of someone else. No, I know. He's done some short films. I know that. Okay. I don't think it's saying here, though. Yeah, shit, he worked with everybody. Jamie Foxx, Kanye, LL, Janet, <laughs> Mob Deep. <laughs> he was that guy. Yeah, he was. Well, did I see Coldplay on this? Yeah, Coldplay. Oh, okay. <laughs> you go where the work is. Oh, man. J-Lo, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj. Are you a Nicki Minaj fan? Um, yes and no. I I know what she's capable of, but I think because of the fame and her status, she kind of got away from that and got into the more pop, bubblegum, radio-friendly music. No more, so, um... What's her song? Something fat pussy or wet? I don't know. Oh, that's 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 Megan the Stallion. Oh, it is. Well, she, yeah. See, I had to get <laughs> now. Now <laughs> Tell she. you what she, I know. Yeah, she can go on the mic, but I just. I mean, I don't mind it. I ain't gonna lie. I I don't mind the 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 sexual. You know lyrics and videos but i just like when when you can really go with with the lyrics when you got talent like that i don't i don't think it it should be a, a thing that you have to do you know but i guess that's you know sex sells yeah it does but hmm. i don't know i'm i'm just an old fart now so i'm still listening to fat boys and dmc and them and the houdini hey. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. I think, uh, actually, yeah, I seen this in the theater. I think it was just uh, me and my, my two friends. We were like the only ones in the theater. Uh, and it was mainly because of the DMX and Nas, and then we heard Method Man's in it. And we sat there, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, I agree with you, blown away by DMX. You know, he was... A, Clearly the the best one out of out of this. Uh, I don't even know if I want to call them actors because there was some bad acting going on in here. Uh, Nas, you're a legend, man, but stick to music. <laughs> T Boz was horrible. Like I laugh every time that 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 one scene comes <laughs> up when she's just like to Africa. Hmm, that's far. You know, just. Like it's so bad, and the one chick that uh, plays uh, DMX's uh, girl, uh, Terrell Hicks, she's fucking horrible too. Uh, I'll let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And, and what got me was, you know, she she wasn't bad in uh, a Bronx Tale. She, yeah. So I was kind of like, what happened here? Or maybe it was just going off of T Boz because some of their dialogue with each other i was just like but um i thought everybody else was fine you know i always you know method man i think that's a guy that that's made to to be in music and and movies so uh what is his name 
Tyron Turner, uh, Kane. <laughs> he he kind of steals it for me because he he has a memorable character in here with not just what the what he's saying but his look. I'm not I'm not sure if that was the director or him that decided to go with that look, but. <laughs> I'm all fine with it because it, it, it makes me <laughs> laugh every time I see it. But yeah, um, I like the story. Um, it, it goes by fast. You kind of, you know, you you go through the what what they're going through kind of quickly. You know, their their rise up to where they're at, and I guess their downfall, and it just kind of it it goes boom, boom, boom. You know, it hits all the hits all the marks for me. And um, yeah, it's definitely to me, it's a classic. It's a it's a for like hip hop movies and gangster movies, it's it's a classic to me. But you know, some of the acting is what it is. But you know, I I, I enjoy it every time I watch it. Um, what what I loved about it was um, if you watch Hype Williams, all the videos that he's made, he's got this certain kind of style, and I don't know if maybe a certain kind of. Uh, film that he used because this was all during the film era. I'm sure it was slowly getting into the uh, the digital age, but I just liked how he did a lot of low shots. Uh, he did, mm-hmm. and and um, I don't know if it was just this movie or it's uh, there was a lot there was a lot of bright colors, but there was a lot of dark uh, times on the screen where you really couldn't even see. Uh, what was happening? I mean, I think the scene that I really love the most is when uh, Sincere Nas is talking to um, Shorty, uh, that little uh, little thugged out dealer, <laughs> and sitting in front of the the projects in Queens. Oh, okay, um, yeah. It it was the I don't know if he used the blue filter or what, but it just I don't know that that scene. I just liked the way he shot it. And and the little kid, the the um, shorty, his name was Eric Keith uh, McNeil. For a little ass kid, I mean, sitting there puffing on fat blunts and, and, and slanging, I was like, damn. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it looked like he he knew what he was doing. He did. You you could tell when someone's smoking that doesn't know how. They just like puffing and big puff of smoke come out. Now yeah. you you can tell when someone inhales. I don't know if it was weed. Maybe it's probably just tobacco. But yeah, I don't know, something about that scene I've always loved. Yeah, I see what you're saying because I think it added to the because it kind of made. I don't want to say the situation or the conversation. Well, the conversation was kind of down like that because he's speaking about the reality of him being out there on the street corner and stuff like that. So I think it just added to the whole mood. Yeah, I mean, this movie it. I don't, even, I don't even think there was really any like happy times. It seemed like it was just a downer from from beginning to end. I mean, there was always something happening, and it just uh, the life of crime, being out there doing it. I mean, I mean that's. I mean, I know nothing of that life. I grew up seeing it, but I never really uh, got into that stuff because moms would have whooped my ass. So, but I mean, a lot of my friends fell into the dope game, and some aren't here, and some just did so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always that rule: don't get high on your own supply, and then mm-hmm. you, you go brain dead. 
But I mean, I, I love this movie. I remember showing it to one of my buddies that knows nothing of this life, only from what he sees on TV and, and on the screen. And he was always scared to uh, come to come to our neighborhood because he was like, he'd come pick me up and we'd go do whatever. And he was always looking over his shoulder. I'm like, dude, what's the matter with you? I don't know, man. I mean, he was a white guy. And he was like, oh, I don't feel right in this neighborhood. I'm like, dude, man, just don't worry about it. If you look scared, maybe someone's going to bother you. But I mean, it wasn't like he was rolling hard, man. He had a beat up old car with different color doors and cracked windshield and all that. But <laughs> it was the first car he ever bought. He actually put it together himself to, and mm-hmm. got it running. That's why it was all pieced up. It ran to got us from A to B. But yeah, this this movie, I mean, it, it was cool, man. I mean, it spoke to me uh, at times. I mean, just because of the stuff that I'd seen growing up. But um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I thought um, the acting. Yeah, I understand Nas, and I can understand uh, T. Boz. Uh, but there was some. There was a couple other guys that maybe they're still acting. I don't know. But um, you can see that they were phoning it in. I mean, but overall, I mean, the whole movie, I mean, definitely, like Brian said, it, it's a hip-hop classic and uh, definitely a DMX classic. Uh, he's done tons of movies, um, big parts, little parts. Uh, with I couldn't even tell you how many where he was the actual star. Um, I know he was in the process of uh, making some new ones, but then uh, we all know what happened. I mean, I'm... I never do. I don't know if the family are releasing um, anything, but um, I heard that I heard that album was done. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. um, I think uh, they were talking about how he he was working in uh, Snoop Studio, and okay. I think they was about to you know start to roll out for the album, and you know tragically he passed away. So, damn. Well, uh, we got tons of music to listen to in the movies that he had done. We got we can still enjoy those. I mean, his legacy in hip hop is there and no one can take it away. Mm. Um, I know I mean, I've said this before um, with his lyrics. Uh, some people may not agree with it. And I understand that. I mean, you guys probably don't even like half the shit that I say, but <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, it's hip hop, man. I mean, that's go. If you're just, your your history of hip hop is, uh, is really wide and open. I mean, you can listen to everybody go back to the beginning and listen to lyrics up to all. Now I know a lot of these fools are calling this the, the PC era. I, yeah. Uh, I understand. I I understand, but I'm still I'm still in it, man. I I keep up with things and there's a lot of shit that I don't I don't I don't see how they call it the PC area. Uh, Now, a lot of people get try to put them in that cancel culture shit for shit. They say uh, that a lot of that goes on. I think I think sometimes I know we should be talking about the movie, but (laughs) I think sometimes uh it's more mainly dealing with um, whoever's big at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, all the, the underground stuff that nobody knows about me, you can say what the hell you want. No one's going to care. 
but uh, I think they go more after whoever's whoever's big. I, I don't even know who's big now. Yeah, because I, I I almost feel like people are just waiting. Oh to yeah, see who's because um, there's there's a rapper I, I'm pretty sure you don't know him. His name is Sada Baby. No. He he he's out of I think he's out of Detroit. Um, had a hit song, uh, really started you know popping off, and then people hit him with the oh remember these tweets you had from years ago. But the the thing with him was like he was not apologizing for anything he said years ago. It is what it is, and you know stuff like that. I just kind of feel like the people are just waiting. Like oh this this person's about to make it big, so let me let me go through the social media and dig up some, you know, and that, I, I just, that drives me crazy. Yeah. I mean, let's just say for whatever reason, you and I become huge doing this show. Yeah. Of course, someone's going to be digging back, listening to every, all the old stuff we had done or, <laughs> or just searching our names and all that. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I guess that's how it is. I mean, the internet can be good or bad. <laughs> so, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't apologize for the stuff I say. I mean, I don't, I don't really go radical with, with some of the things I say. But um, I always do with the. It's my opinion. I mean, so I mean that's all I can say. Um, but I mean, I, I do watch what I say. I don't, I don't, I don't degrade women or promote bad things. I mean, I don't, I don't do stuff like that. But I, yeah, I got a foul mouth and I, and I talk a lot of shit. But mm, if you know me, I mean, you know me. I mean, you, if you really... All, 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 all of you that know me like on a personal level, you know how I am. You know how I roll. So, but I don't know. Um, yeah, belly. Um... <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's talk about the movie. <laughs> you guys know how we do it here. <laughs> um, to get us back into the movie, one of my favorite scenes, I love it so much, is the opening. Because you got that just that dark night nightclub and with the black light. And you got the what's the song? Uh, soul to Soul, Back to Life. It's 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 the acapella part that just uh that that really does it for me it's acapella through as they're like going through the club and then as soon as uh the robbery happens then the beat kicks on and i i love this opening what i loved about it is how um the slow motion he used mm-hmm. and i don't know if he had them put contacts on their eyes because that as they're walking along you can see the the whites of their eyes i think that looked just like just tough man I, I loved all that but it's like a music video yeah I mean uh, well you can that's why I said you can clearly see that uh, if you watch his videos and, and then watch this movie you could you could see his style of, of filmmaking and that's what I loved about it um, but this all this is uh, the beginning of this film is taking place in uh, 1999 in Queens New York and uh, yeah um, Buns, uh, DMX, or AKA Tommy, and uh, Sincere. I have to. This oh, Nas did not make no sense here. Tommy, 
Bundy or he said something buns or Tommy for short or he said something. I was like, that, that does not it's not short for buns. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but but these, these two guys, they they grew up together. So, I mean, they've been boys since they were kids and they were out there doing dirt since they were kids, probably. But yeah, they, they just roll up. What was, what, why did they roll in there and rob this nightclub just to do it? Or that's there, what they did. They just, that, that, they just, it seemed like they just got money however, however they can. Okay. I thought there was a reasoning for why they went in there. And uh, killed the chick that there was running the place. Because when they roll up in there, man, I love, plus I love this scene. Right before they, they walk through the whole club, as they're going up the stairs, they put on these white, um, just like ski masks or whatever. And then they just roll in silencers and start letting whoever's in that room get it. And uh, I assume because they said, yeah, we got that bitch. So I assume it was the, the lady because she was the one that went Poosh, flying out the window. Right onto the dance floor and fell on somebody. <laughs> but they just grabbed all the money and, and just bonked out of there. So, yeah, they're just, yeah, man. They, <laughs> they, they take off. Um, this scene, I love it. I mean, <laughs> they end up going to, uh, to Tommy's house, DMX. And uh, they were just going to count the money. Because uh, it was them two or them three because there was another guy in there with them. I think um, somebody named Mark and a guy named Black. Um, Black was the the guy that they were always talking shit to. Was he the one that took the car? Yeah. The the getaway car and he he took off and got rid of it. So Mark Mark went back to the house with with, uh, Tommy and Sincere. I love this scene because when Tommy walks in, he goes, oh, yo, man, watch this, man. This shit's bugged out. And uh, he turns on uh, Harmony Kareen's Gummo. Have you seen that movie? That's a fucked up movie. <laughs> the, the first time I saw that, I was like, what the hell? I was like, what is this? It's the scene when, if you guys have seen the film, it's the scene when those two little cowboys are uh, talking shit to the, that one kid with, that never spoke in the whole movie uh, with the bunny ears. You fucking rabbit! You smell like fucking piss or shit. You smell like a pound of bullshit. <laughs> oh man, that seems crazy. Look up Gummo Little Cowboys or whatever on YouTube, and it's ugh, it was nuts. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Harmony Kareen is uh, is friends with Hype Williams. That's probably why. Um, they put it in there. Uh, one of my buddies, James, he was like, oh, man, I've seen that movie. That's that movie, Gummo. And that's when I'm like, what? <laughs> so uh, we found it uh, on VHS and and watched it. And it's a movie. <laughs> yes, it sure is. I love that movie. I love Harmony Kareen. I didn't like that last movie he did. No, not the last movie. Spring Breakers with um, Dave uh, Franco. James, James Franco. Oh, they, they stole what's his name's whole gimmick. That rapper Riff Raff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was horrible. I mean, Harmony Kareen, I mean, he, he's, he's done a lot of good shit, but that, nah. Spring Breakers was garbage. Too much of a budget, I think. But anyway, um, 
they're sitting there and they're counting the money. And uh, Mark is the one who goes, all right, man. He goes, Let, let's start counting this money before you guys start hiding it. And DMX, Buns, Tommy, Bundy, whatever you guys want to call them. I had a friend like this. You cannot joke around about anything. and Well, anything serious. And yes, this was about money. But when you're boys, you joke around. But uh, Buns took it seriously. He goes, man, you hurt my feelings. Say sorry. And Mark is like, is this guy for real? He's like, oh, man. (laughs) He goes, all right, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But then he yelled at him earlier. He goes, hey, man, you better keep it down. Or uh, uh, what the hell was uh, her name? Keisha. She didn't come down. And then that's when Nas starts talking about Keisha. Yeah, she's got big tits, big ass, black. And don't give a fuck or whatever. A, a get on Naomi Campbell. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know nothing about her acting except for this and Bronx Tale, but god damn, she's fine. No, uh, but I, think anyway. she, I think she tried to be a singer and that didn't work out. <laughs> I think she's beautiful. I mean, I liked her when she was in, in Bronx Tale. She was only in there for a little bit towards the end. But, um,. So this is what they do. I mean, they're they're just trying to get the money any way they can. Um, we we go to Nas Sincere's house. This is when he introduced his wife, uh, Tion, played by T Boz, and they have a little kid. They got a nice big house somewhere. I mean, like not a big house, but just a nice house. Um, Tommy was the one that had the huge, big mansion type of house. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of get to know them and everything. Yeah, he's got the little family. But then um, Tommy, he starts uh, just trying to make that next dollar, trying trying to make that big dad, the big money. So he, he he finds out some stuff about some kind of new uh, new wave heroin or something. They're saying it was like whatever it is. It was that thing. It was at the experimental stage. They were saying it's it's so good to fuck you up i mean you don't need to shoot it up you don't need to smoke it snort it or whatever all they said all you got to do is touch it and it gets in your skin and i don't know what everyone does but <laughs> <laughs> so so he he was uh tommy was trying to get uh sincere like come on man we, we gotta do what we gotta do man let's just let's just make this money so he was kind of like well all right man i mean i'll roll with you but um Tommy had to see um, there was this Jamaican drug lord. Ox. Yeah. Rest in peace, Louis Rankin. Did you have to put the subtitles on? That first couple times, I could not I, understand him. I I don't, I'm not going to say I understand, but I, I understand a little bit because um, uh, growing up, I, I, my wife, uh, I met her from her brother and her cousins because I grew up with them and one of their cousins, uh, her boyfriend was uh, from Jamaica and he used to talk like that. But now, now he's more, you can understand him now, but it a little, little bit. I understand. I, I kind of catch it, but there's times when I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That was my friend. Um, they were from Jamaica, but they, he was, well, his parents were from Jamaica and, uh, he was born here. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, uh, his mom and dad had that accent, but I, I don't know how long they were in America, and it was just slowly going away. Or maybe I was just around a lot that, that I was able to understand it. 
But I remember when he had some family come in. I could not understand them at mm-hmm. all. I mean, I caught words here and there. I mean, especially with the slang, because my friend talked that way. Because I, I remember when I first met him, when he was saying the slang words, I was like, what? And then, and then he went, oh, and then he he would tell me. I was like, oh, okay. So then as we got to know each other, I mean, he'd throw him in. But I knew what he was saying because he explained it to me. But <laughs> I remember sitting there in the backyard, and she was just talking, talking, and I was she even said, I, I understood this. She goes, no, they don't even understand me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all laughing. She always came up and gave me a hug. But, yeah, this guy, Ox, man, he was just straight. What did he call himself? He was the original. <laughs> the original Jamaican <laughs> Don Dada. <laughs> I mean, I had... The, no, this scene I, I I watched enough times so I knew what what he was talking about. But then later on, when when he's uh, when these when these hit squad goes after him, I had to put subtitles on on that one. <laughs> but so um, Tommy was was talking to Ox like, "Come on, man! I know you got the connections, and and we can make this money." And then uh, Ox was kind of like, "All right, man. Well, you know what?" And he goes, I, "I I got you. I'll hook you up." but you're going to owe me a favor later on. And he's like, all right, man, cool, whatever. So they started up uh, with the with the heroin, and, I mean, they were, they were doing what they were doing uh, in New York. Oh, excuse me. But this scene right here was nuts, man, because they were down there counting up the money uh, after they were selling because they, they were just kind of like a montage of them, them slinging it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is when they... It was Tommy, Sincere, uh, I think Mark, Black, and a couple other guys were in there. And uh, Black was the one was that the was sitting there drinking the forty, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, man uh, I ain't gonna say his name, but I I, I knew a guy like this. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a couple guys like this, but um, <laughs> they were all sitting there. I mean, they did they're just smoking and the. Just counting the money, but then he was just sitting there, not even saying anything. And then they, they were, I mean, you, hanging out with your boys, you get the clowning, and then he took it all serious. Yeah, because you can, uh, you can see his expression. And DMX even says it. He's like, I, I, I feel a lot of heat coming off that couch. Yeah, because then when he got up, like he was gonna do something, spilled his beer, and they're like, Oh, hey, all the money's right here. That's when DMX walked up on him like, yeah, man, you clocked him and then pulled out his gun, strip, made him take off all his clothes. <laughs> he was scared. He was like, oh, man, man, come on, come on, come on. And everyone was just laughing and he just stripped and then Tommy let off a couple shots in the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mind like, you, they're, I think they're in somebody's grandma's basement. Yeah. <laughs> So he like just made him just made him strip and had him sitting on the couch naked and everything. You can get yours. You can get yours, B. And there they are, right, man. Whatever. <laughs> you gonna get yours? You gonna get yours, B? <laughs> I thought he was gonna start crying. <laughs> I thought he was for a second. <laughs> but um, because they were saying, um, I mean, after kind of after after that thing. Um, they were dealing, um, they had another guy come in, some guy named Knowledge. Yeah. And, um, they were, uh, 
uh, Tommy kind of did, did. Was Tommy the one that overheard them talking about they were gonna um, they were gonna rob sincere for uh, his part of the money? Yeah. All right. So they they kind of got into that, but um, they they didn't really do anything. I think kind of Tommy just kind of ah, you know what? Let me let me just chill. But everything was all good. So as they were starting to get the 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 heroin going, then they they left Queens and they went to um, Omaha, Nebraska, just to, all right, man, we can go down there, we can sell, we can stay here, and we can just make our money down there because everybody wants drugs down there. So they basically rolled in this these new guys rolled into someone else's territory, and um, what was that guy's name? Big Head Rico. Yeah. <laughs> A.K.A. <laughs> Kane from <laughs> Menace to Society. <laughs> so, Big Head um, Rico. Yeah, so they were down there doing it. They kind of had a montage of them slinging and everything, but then they go cruising. There was uh, Buns and or Tommy and Sincere driving down the street, and uh, Big and his crew came out. Man, what was up with that perm? <laughs> so, I don't know, but he was enjoying that banana. Talking about, I'm going to drop a dime on them. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> Which is, it's just weird. He just, the, the first thing that comes to his head is he's going to snitch. I know, man. I mean. It was not even, though, thinking about anything. That was the first thing out of his mouth. Was, I'm going to drop a dime on them. I, I was kind of like, man, try to handle it first. And if you can't, then if you got to, then do that. But. Um, he already had the block locked down. And then here come these two new guys trying to run everything, which obviously they were because if everyone was buying for them, because Big was like, "Man, my pockets are getting small," so I, I don't know what they were slinging. Must have been like I guess good enough for the locals there until Tommy and Bun showed up, or Tommy and Sincere showed up, and then um, I assume this was that new heroin that that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Cause they kind of they just talked about it and then that was it. And the next thing you know, they show them selling it. So, a big head Rico. <laughs> <laughs> so they they were kind of um. Oh man! After they dealt with uh, big head Rico, he they never he didn't have no scenes with them, right? No. Okay. So um. Oh, he, uh, that's right. He did. He, he told, uh, he called the cops and told mm-hmm. them what was up. So that's when they raided the house, uh, their stash house. And, um, uh, Mark was the one because it was like in, um, it wasn't a house. Weren't they kind of like in a little small, like two level project area? Yeah. So when the cops busted in on them, grabbed everybody in there, Mark was the one that was on the roof that jumped out the window. And then uh, he was he was just trying to run, and the cops rolled up, and and they started shooting on him. And uh, he took one to the shoulder, and then uh, he was just he was firing back at the cops, and he just jumped in his car and hauled it off, and barely made it a block, and he crashed because he yeah because he passed out. Yeah, his adrenaline wasn't good enough. It didn't look like he lost that much blood, but he just luckily he did pass out because when he crashed. Into the, the back of that semi trailer, dude. That shit would have killed him because that would have mm. smashed. That would have smashed his heads because the cops ran over there, pulled him out. So um, he didn't die, did he? 
or did no he did that yeah because you didn't you didn't hear from him yeah so oh knowledge was the one that got arrested and whoever else was in that house so knowledge was in jail uh, he he got a hold of uh, Tommy and was like, "Hey man, um, come bail bail me out." And he's kind of like, "All right, all right, I'll, I'll deal with you." So what Tommy was just kind of pussyfooting around and and wouldn't do it because I know they had that phone call when um, to knowledge called. Um, let me see, uh, it was Method Man, but what was his name? Shamik. Yeah, he called him and told him, "Is like, hey man." Um, uh, this fool named Big Head Rico kind of dropped a dime <laughs> on us, so uh, I kind I kind of need you uh to help me out. So he's like, all right, man. So he, uh, Shamik went to Omaha, Nebraska, and was just trying to fit, find out who this guy was, who uh Big Head Rico was. So he kind of found out. He rolled up on them because because uh, uh Rico was in running his his business out of a barber shop. And then one of his guys came in and said, hey, man, there's this guy out here, man. He, he, he wants to meet He wants to meet whoever's in charge. So Big Head Rico goes out there and just, he, he must be little because all his guys were hella big. <laughs> <laughs> and that perm, man, I, I can't get over it. I mean, it was like a sloppy perm at that. <laughs> one of his boys that was with him had the better perm. It was more crimped and everything. Uh, his his shit was probably real. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think Ben that looked like a wig. That's probably why it looked bad. <laughs> and his thick ass glasses. So he uh, ended up. I, going I didn't ahead. get this. I didn't get this whole scene. I didn't get why Method Man uh, Shamik had to go undercover, and then the lead up to this, where you know they're they're in the strip club you know getting to know each other and drinking and then they they drug method man yeah i didn't i didn't get why they did that they get troop serum or something i don't know i think we're just gonna make him pass out and they're gonna i don't know kill him or rob him or or i don't know what they were gonna do uh but, so, I don't know. It sounded like they gave him some kind of date rape drug. So I don't yeah. know what's going on here. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I mean, if I get drinks in a bar, I'm that shit's in my hand. As soon as the bartender hands it to me. <laughs> but yeah, so they're sitting there bullshitting in, in this strip club, and uh, Big Head Rico dumps some kind of powder in uh, Shamik's in uh, his shot, and then he powers that, and then. They start kind of talking about business, and then all of a sudden you see him just like, oh, Shamik, kind of, oh, 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 what the fuck's going on? Getting the double vision, and um, Big Head Rico pulls out his gun like he's going to do something. Um, Shamik pulls his out. No, he pulls two of them out. And he blasts um, Big Head Rico. He goes, he goes crashing down, and he's just, at this point he's, I don't, he's not seeing straight because he's just firing off. Uh, his, his pistols in every direction. Uh, he kind of gets uh, his back to the door, and the bartender pulls out a shotgun. I'm surprised that didn't kill him, unless he had a, a vest had a, on. Yeah, he had a vest. Okay, because he that that was not, not point blank, but close enough, <laughs> and it blew him out. And luckily, the cops. We're coming by. <laughs> Unless somebody called the cops right when the shooting started. 
because he rolls outside um Shamik method man and just he's just firing at the cops and then his buddies outside in the car they jump in and take off so that Shamik went in there to kill uh, Big Head Rico just because he dropped the dime on them and that was pretty much it for them yeah that was that story yeah because yeah there was stories all over in this one but um, Tommy and them that's when Tommy found out uh, when uh, knowledge called him and told him that man, yeah, they got everything, and they nothing you can do about it. So Tommy's like, "Man, fuck, man. I mean, what are we gonna do, man? We we gotta get Ox's money and everything." And then so, they, well, there ain't nothing we can do. So, um, they find out the the cops find out. Uh, no, 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 not yet. Um. Tommy's got to do that favor for Ox. Yeah, because uh, Ox called him up and said, "Hey, man, I mean, I got, I, we we got to go." So Tommy's like, "All right, man." So he kind of just tells the sincere man, "I'm I'm going out of town." So he they fly off to Jamaica. All right, this part was was kind of trippy. I did I didn't get what was going on. Um, Tommy and Ox are, are sitting in the car talking, and Ox is kind of explaining him, "Okay, this this is what I want you to do." Uh, there's this there's this guy named Sosa, and Sosa was like the son of whoever the local drug lord was mm. down there. So I guess that drug lord, him and Ox, don't see eye to eye. So I'm gonna kill his son, or you're gonna kill his son, and then everything's gonna be good between us. But anyway, while they're talking, those those little kids that just come running up. That one's holding the gun, and they're knocking on the window. What mm. were they trying to sell the gun or? No, I think they were letting them know that they're they're down to do whatever. You know, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because uh, Ox told him he said, "Yeah, this, this is the ghetto uh, where they were driving through." So, but I was never the one for uh, um, uh, reggae. Uh, uh, mm-hmm dance hall type of yeah. uh, stuff that's going on. I, I, But, I mean, I like the dance hall stuff, but some of the traditional reggae that's just more slow and mellow, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I just could never really, I can listen to it, but I can never really get down, get, get down with it. Like, the stuff that was going, that was bumping in these, um, in these clubs, that was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And, and was that, um, that was that fool's name? Sean Paul. Was that him yeah. on stage? Okay. Yeah, that cool. was this was uh pre pre fame Sean Paul. Oh. Before he uh before he was world. doing songs with Beyonce where <laughs> Jay Z was it overseeing the video because you know you you can't touch Beyonce. You perform over there. <laughs> what was that song he had? Uh, oh, uh, was that the forget about your boyfriend and meet me in the hotel room? Was that him? I don't know. Was that Shaggy? No, I don't. I think it was Sean Paul. I don't know. Um, I, 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 th- I would, would, uh, somebody knows. <laughs> yeah, somebody, but, um, the reason I ask is because, uh, when I saw him, I was like, I think that's Sean Paul. I mean, but I couldn't tell you any of his music, but whatever they were doing on stage was good. So, 
And uh, so, because, yeah, they rolled through that club. I mean, just to, because Ox is telling, yeah, man, we're going to get high and I'm going to get you chicks and, and this and that. But he goes, well, we got it. Uh, I think that's when he showed him. Uh, when he told him who uh, Sosa was, mm-hmm. and I think when they went to the club is when he had, he had to see him. And what was up with the chicken uh, feathers in, in Sosa's hair? I, you know, it might be a, a, a cultural thing. I don't know, or maybe it was that that was just his style or something. <laughs> so yeah, because they because they told him that, and wh- and while all this is going on, sincere's back at and uh, in New York. Just trying to, other than keeping his family together. But was this a scene when he was telling uh, um, T. Boz, he was like, "Look, man, he goes, I want to get out of this life. We should move to Africa." Was that during this time? Africa. Oh, that's that's far. <laughs> T. Boz, yeah. I think this is a little montage of him basically wanting to get his life together, and he's like, he's reading books and expanding his mind and seeing that, you know, that he don't want to raise his family around this life anymore. Yeah, I don't know what part of Africa they wanted to go to, but my friend, my buddy right now, he lives over there. He used to live uh, in South Africa. He's from Ghana, and he, he's back there now. And he's like, it's messed up over there. He goes, man, I, goes, I, I need to get back to America. He's got kids over here. But um, he he want he goes. I I just want to come back to America because I guess where he's at is just out of control. He said it's a war zone. Yeah, Ooh. I said okay. I believe it. I believe him because he because he messages me every now and then. I always got to check on him, make sure he's all right. He actually got shot mm. um, some years back, and uh, like a shot in the leg. Uh, something was going down, and he. Caught a stray one and then uh, ended up amputating his leg. But he he got a lot of uh, acting jobs um, down there because I'd seen some pictures. He was dressed up like a soldier and his pants was all shredded up. And I was like, dude, what's from this? Oh, I was in this movie and I was one of the soldiers that, that lost his leg. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> but whatever he's doing now in Ghana, he says it's out of control. So uh, Tommy's there and I liked how he did this. Um, it was a Sosa and I guess his girlfriend or whatever in some car. And uh, Tommy comes rolling up. Hey, hey, he's got uh, a dreadlock wig on. He's pounding <laughs> on. He's pounding on the window. Wash your windows. Wash your windows. Give me a dollar or whatever. So Sosa rolls uh, uh, the window down. Tommy pulls out his gun. And every gun they had pretty much had a silencer. He just pulled out a long silencer, too. He pulled that out, pumped a couple into him. It, I'm surprised he didn't kill the girl because she ah, she jumped out of the car and took off. Can and uh, Tommy walks away. Camera pulls back. We see um Sosa laying there just full of holes. So, um, they end up Ox and uh, Tommy end up taking taking off back to America. Um, but when while well, right before Tommy got back home, um. When uh, Knowledge and all those guys uh, got busted, um, Knowledge called, um, what's her name? Keisha mm-hmm. from jail looking for Tommy. And then I guess that's um, uh, using the the jail phone. They traced it to, to him. 
So they went over there and raided his house. Because I'm sure they record all the, the the calls that come out of jail. Oh, yeah. So that's how uh, the cops, uh, they went in, kicked in the door, and uh, raided her, raided that house looking for Tommy. But she wasn't there, but she was, so she ended up going to jail. And then, because when Tommy rolled up, he saw, the, he, he said it was the feds. Because when he rolled up to his house, he saw all the cops there, all the cars, and the lights were on. He was like, oh, man. So he bumped out, and he that, was trying that, to get her. That's not real. They, <laughs> they, they, they would have got him. They would have locked down that whole neighborhood. Yeah, because uh, he got close enough to to see the house. <laughs> yeah, they you, can't, <laughs> you can't drive up and then all of a sudden reverse quickly out. <laughs> you can't. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, but for the, for the movie, it, it had to. <laughs> well, they couldn't focus in on the house if he stopped way down the street. <laughs> Especially something big like this. If it was the feds, man, yeah, that would have closed off that whole, pretty much the whole neighborhood. So she goes down. He take Tommy takes off, uh, hooks up with Sincere, calls him. Hey, man, where you been? And then. He goes, come on, I'm coming over. And he came out, and that's when uh, Tommy told him, look, man, the feds were in my house. They got Keisha. Everybody's going down. And they're trying to figure out, well, what happened? And that's when they figured out that it was um, it was knowledge. Uh, was the one that uh, called the house. And I don't know how Tommy figured it out, but, yeah, he figured it out. So they were trying to, like, man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because <laughs> that's your man. That's yeah. your man. <laughs> I mean, everything is is just went to hell. <laughs> so he's like, "Damn, what am I gonna do?" Because they don't know what to do. Um, so he ends up uh, just leaving town. He he kind of just Tommy takes off. Um, at this point, the cops really don't know uh, Sincere's involvement in it all. So um, we go back to Jamaica. Um, the, uh, the drug Lord, uh, Sosa's father, I think he, the, his name was some guy named Felt, Pelpa or Felpa. I can't pronounce the name. Um, no, no, no. He, no, uh, Pelpa was a close friend of, um, Sosa's and he find then he's the one that found out the ox was the one, uh, that had Sosa killed. Mm-hmm. So that's when, um, Sosa's dad, whoever the drug lord he was, he had, uh, they hired some hit squad to go out to come to America and get Ox. And uh, Ox is just, it was kind of reminded me of just um, like Scarface. Pretty much the same thing. Ox is just sitting there watching TV and he's hella high. And luckily he looked down on his little computer screen that he had. Well, I think that was a remote control but he saw all the, um, he's got little uh, screens on it. So he saw all these guys running into his yard. Did he not have security? I guess not. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone was there but him. No, I mean, not even the housekeeper. Nobody. Just uh, everyone was gone. But, uh, sitting there watching TV with his giant bowl of weed. <laughs> He must. He was sitting on that AK because he jumped to the ground and pulled it out from under the the cushions, and then he turned the he turned the lights and the TV off, and then all these bullets come flying in. 
and then he just grabs his um his AK and runs and kind of runs down the hall. You want to romp with me? He goes, I, I am the original. I kill him for fun. <laughs> and he just starts black. I don't know how many fools rolled into the house, but he just was lighting everyone up. I mean, it was stupid to roll into the a dark place with um laser sighting because they could fucking see you. <laughs> so he, but I mean, he, he he took them all out like a champ. He just rolled kind of like into the main entrance, and uh, they were coming through from from the roof. Because uh, he was just blasting fools left and right because he could see their laser sightings because the house was dark. He kind of just slid onto the floor and wherever those lights were coming, the, the red beams were coming from, he was just, 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 just lighting everyone up. And who was this chick with the S&M mask? Uh, it was uh, the female assassin that apparently that's all they should have just sent was her because <laughs> he, he never seen her coming. Uh-uh. Cause she was creepy. They, when they, when they were in Jamaica, they showed her. I was like, "Damn, who is this?" <laughs> so, but uh, after he had done killed everybody, and he he was the original Don Dada Jamaican of of United States. <laughs> he said some other things, but I, I couldn't understand him. Uh, all I understood, you want to rump with me? That's all I, I. That's all I could make out. But <laughs> and Bumbacloud or whatever, I can't remember what that meant but he said a lot yeah so as he's sitting there still talking shit i mean everyone's dead because there's bodies laying everywhere uh there's a laser sighting still pointing in pretty much up in the air because those guys are dead he's standing there still talking shit and you see uh this assassin lady with the i assume she had like snm gear on or something because she had one of those tight masks and their hair with the big feathers and everything sticking out of the top and did she jump right onto him or did she like land on the ground and get him kind of seemed like she kind of landed on him all right yeah because she jumped off the the second floor which was pretty high man it didn't look like it was a a short jump (laughs) she landed right on top of him he fell to the floor and then she pulled his neck back and slit his throat and that was the end of Ox. So, um, the, yeah, oh, no, I'm, we, we jumped ahead. This is when Sincere was talking about, like, he, was, he was scared that uh, Buns is getting too paranoid and, and all that, and he doesn't know what's going to happen. He goes, that's when he, he told his wife, uh, T-Boz, that we, sh- we should move to Africa. So they were going to plan on leaving because we were coming to the end of 1999. So, uh, while Tommy was uh, just kind of laying low, he was um, still trying to make that money. So he ended up uh, starting slaying weed. There was um, two guys uh, in the beginning of the film. Uh, Wise and Lockhead. Uh, yeah, two talking about, man, we about this money, we about this money. Uh because he was yelling at me, he goes, man, you guys want to make all this money? He goes, why don't you learn how to pack weed first? Because so, <laughs> uh, they, they, I guess they had uh, a pound or something, and they would try to break. Make whatever they could off of that. Uh, I don't know what did they even say. 
I don't know. <laughs> well, wherever they were, um, Tommy and uh, Wise and La Kid were sitting in some restaurant, uh, just drunk. I'm sure they were high, talking shit. And then uh, Wise and La Kid got into it because I just, I don't know, just talking shit, and one guy couldn't handle it, and uh, he pulled out his gun. I don't remember who it was. Stuck their gun on the table. Man, this is what I think about it. And they're like, what? And they go, well, fuck you. And then both of them pull out guns. Did um, Only one of them got killed, right? And the other one took off? Yeah, and DMX just was sitting there laughing, smoking. Because <laughs> he was trying to tell them, he was like, man, you guys better chill before you guys do something. And when those guys pulled out their guns, that's when everybody in the restaurant went, ah! Everyone started running, and then they were still talking shit, and that's when that guy uh, pulled out. Um, it says uh, a kid shot Wise. All right, so a kid must have just took off, and Wise was laying there dead. Yeah, but Tommy was so drunk, he just pulled out a blunt, or it was a cigarette or whatever it was, and <laughs> started smoking, and, and then um, he got arrested. But while he was in jail, who did he call? Did he call? Um, I don't know if he called anybody. He called somebody when he was in there because he was saying, oh, no, he did. He called um, Sincere because he told him, he goes, look, man, I can't be sitting in here. He goes, I need you to bail me out before his prints come back because if his prints come back, that's when they were going to realize that he was the one that, that was with knowledge and all those guys when they raided his house. Mm. So, uh, sincere went over there, bailed him out. And he got out uh, before anything happened. So, uh, sincere was like, "All right, man." He goes, uh, "I'm about to go my own way." So, Tommy's like, "All right." So he took off, and he was kind of laying low. He was out playing basketball in the park. I mean, by himself. And then some dude, some white guy, just comes up and starts talking shit to him, and then. Yeah. Says Helen. here, shady organization. <laughs> sure. And we know who it was. <laughs> so, because he goes up to him and tells him, pretty much tells him his whole story, man. Yeah, you did this, you did that. But, and and um, he goes, looks like you're going to be going away to prison for life. And then when they're sitting there talking, Tommy's like, all right, who do you want me to kill? And then, like, all right. Because he told, because that guy did tell him, man, he was obviously a cop. Told him to look, man. If you help us, and we we can help you and and get you out of of your big mess. And that's when Tommy was like, "All right, well, who would I who do I have to kill?" So that guy was telling um, Tommy about um, he was going to assassinate. Um, I didn't know he was Muslim. I just thought he was a a, a, a reverend. Well, I guess he was a reverend, but he was. Um, the black Muslim leaders. It was Reverend Savior. I think that was his name. Yeah, he's he's real deal. A civil rights guy. Okay. So they were saying he was supposed to be doing um, this big um, big meet, this big uh, um, speech, talking at, at some theater. They said uh, I think it was up in Harlem, and uh, he goes, "Yeah," he goes. He can't he can't make that that speech. So if you get into his organization, get to him, kill him for us, everything will be good and every, your name will be clear for everything. So he was kind of like, man, all right, all right, I'll do it. So um, 
I don't really remember how how much time he had because there would have been no way he could have just all right learned all this and then the next day. Yeah, it kind of it kind of was jumping time, and as they as they were going, you could see Tommy was kind of learning what 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 they were doing, and was kind of changing his outlook on things, but I, he still was going to go through with the I guess his mission, if you want to call it that. Because they told him, he said, "Look, man, he goes they that that guy told him he said, look, man, we have people on the inside.'" So if you don't do it, what we're telling you to do, we're we're gonna get you. Um, basically, they were gonna kill him if he doesn't do it. So he was like, "All right." But yeah, as as Tommy was uh, trying to get in there, going going to the meetings, going listening to the the, the speakers and everything, and reading um, uh, the they weren't Bibles, the I guess just the the books uh, of the the Muslim religion. Was it the Quran? I think so. He he was he was reading it and I mean and starting to get it. Get I mean he was realizing what he was doing with his life uh, was wrong, and he was which which I thought he, he said was good because um, Tommy called up some serious said yeah come meet me at at this restaurant and he went in there. And they started talking, and he was telling, he "Goes, yeah, man." He goes, "I'm, I'm done with all that." This is what Tommy told him. He goes, "I'm done. None of that matters anymore." He goes, "What I'm learning here, that's good." Because he told him, he "Goes, look, man." He goes, "Sin, you've been, you've been telling me this this whole time that there's more to life than what we were doing, and all the stuff that we did growing up was was bullshit." So sincere was like, "Hey, man, that's cool." He goes, well, "You know what, me and me and uh, Tion, Tion, we're gonna." We're gonna move to Africa and all that. So he had know, the realest right. re- reaction, though. He was just like, oh, "Man, congratulations!" <laughs> yeah, like T was. Oh, that's far. <laughs> like, no shit. It's a different <laughs> continent. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, um, yes. So they they were talking, and then they kind of that was basically the last time they saw each other. Um, Tommy didn't tell sincere what he what he was what his true intentions were. Uh, on what his mission was. It's always just, all right, man, you have a good life and all right, peace. So Sincere took off. Tommy was still uh, reading up and learning and studying. And now we come to New Year's Eve. Uh, They show a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, they filmed this. Well, they did a lot of filming during uh, New Year's Eve in New York because there's, I don't think you can pack a jillion extras down there. No, uh, in Times Square, <laughs> just for this movie. So they, they kept showing uh, Times Square, and then we go to Harlem. To um, Tommy uh, gets in. Uh, he, I got. I assume there was no security because he like just rolled right in there. He, the, um, the Reverend, uh, knew he was coming. He told his security to leave him alone. Well, then someone must have tipped him off. <laughs> so. Because he, he rolled in, uh, and while uh, while he was doing that... Oh, let me back up a little. Um, uh, sincere, is, that was when he... Uh, when Tommy was on the run, when he went over there to, to check things out and saw that everything was just not going the way they, they had planned. 
uh, all their little side hustles and everything was just shit. Everybody, people were talking shit. Cops were looking for him. Uh, that's when he went to uh, up to Queens and then he uh, was talking a little shorty and trying to tell him to like, man, leave this bullshit alone. This ain't for you. And that little kid, man, he wasn't hearing it because, yeah, man, I had to shoot this guy up on the roof. And uh, he was like, all right, man, well, you obviously ain't listening to me, so I'm out. <laughs> so he got <kinda, laughs> to hold up. That little kid had his mind made up already. Um, uh, knowledge told uh, Shamik um, where uh, his girlfriend, where Tommy's girlfriend, um, Keisha, was living. And that, well, before they before they found that out, um, Tion, T-Boz, she, she rolled up into her house. And she walked in, and uh, Shamik and all his boys, Method Man, they were all sitting in there, and they go, hey, we're, we're looking for Sincere. We're trying to find Tommy. And yeah, she was, I, I like that scene, how they just he just came out the dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all I saw was him. I didn't realize there was a whole crew of them <laughs> until everyone pulled out their guns. Because he tried to get up and walk up on her and tell her, hey, man, we're, we're not here for you. We're, we're looking for, for Tommy. And then she pulls out her little gun. And everyone, all those guys. That's when I realized there was more guys in there because everyone pulled guns out. And uh, Shamig was like, nah, man, just put them away. We ain't about that. He goes, all right, well, I'll see you later. And then, so they, they took off and she called Sincere. I was like, ah, man, this, these fools came in there and they were in our house. And Sincere was like, man, fuck this. We got to get out of here. So uh, then knowledge told um, Shamik, he was like, hey, man, well, we can't find him. He goes, all right, well, I know where his woman's at. So um, Shamik ended up going there. And while all while that was happening is when Tommy was trying to get in to uh, get to the reverend. It was, it, it was kind of bouncing back and forth uh, with those two. Uh, we skipped the, the barbershop scene. Oh, and, uh, that's right. <laughs> which made no sense because this is this is uh, what's his name? Black coming to get his revenge. And I'm like, why are you going after sincere? That was he probably didn't. the one person that didn't talk shit to you. Yeah, he could. Well, one one dude's on the hide and one dude's dead. And the other guy's in jail. So, yeah, because. uh that's right. Um, Sincere was at the barbershop basically telling all those guys, yeah, I'm out of here. This is it. Going to Africa. I'm never coming back. <laughs> so stop, stop telling everybody. He was outside talking to one of his friends. And then uh, I, see, uh, I guess he must have not been too much of a friend because he was that one guy was, uh, Sincere was talking to. He was holding a baby. He looked. And saw um, Black and those other that other guy walking across. She goes, "Hey man, I'm out of here. I'll see you later." So he just walked away. Uh, didn't yeah. even tell him. Didn't even tell him. Like, hey man, there's some dudes coming. <laughs> get his baby out of there. <laughs> yeah. So Black kind of grabbed. Hey man, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? And they were talking. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Hey, remember that shit when we were down in the basement?" And then he, Black reached in to grab a gun. Sincere kind of stopped his hand. He pulled his gun out. Uh, Black took a shot. Um, Sincere took one to the leg and then uh, Sincere just unloaded uh, on Black, killed him. Did they hit the other guy too? Yeah. Alright, so he killed both of them. Horrible um, plan. 
<laughs> so he ran. He hands his gun to one of his boys. Here, man, get rid of this. And he jumped in his car and bones out. And that's when he went back home. We got to leave now. We got to get out of here. I, I just killed two dudes. And she's like, ah. And so it, it was just getting crazy. So, oh, excuse me. Now it's New Year's Eve. Tommy's getting into to get the Reverend. Keisha's at home. Uh, Shamik Method Man breaks in their house. Yeah, he's probably gonna. I don't know. He, he seemed like a crazy guy. Like, yeah, he came in talking shit, and then she ends up slugging her, and they kind of get into a little fist fight. She's all beat up, and then she hits uh, Shamik with a um, like an ashtray or something. So he he falls down. And she's, ah, look what you did to me. You hit me. And then she grabs his gun that he had, points it in his face, and doosh, ends up killing him. And that's the last we see of Keisha. Because we were back um, with the Reverend and Tommy. And then the Reverend didn't even turn around. Tommy just came walking in, had the silencer on. He goes, hey, I've been waiting for you. He goes, I knew you were coming. And he, he went into this big speech and basically was telling him, I know some people put you up to this. Basically telling him, he goes, look, he goes, you, you can do it. He, he was like, you know what? Give me five minutes. He goes, because I told uh, my security to leave. He goes, uh, to be gone for 15 minutes. He goes, but I, I want to talk to you for five minutes before you do what you have to do. And then he went into this big old speech on why uh, his life was wrong. And because Tommy was having all these flashbacks, all these things they were doing that he did throughout the whole movie and and earlier stuff. So because he basically told him that he was um, you were a tool of the man. I mean, that's what I took from that whole thing. And he goes and kind of told him, like, look, man, he goes, if you do what you do for them, he goes, you're they're probably still going to kill you or still um, lock you up. So, I mean, he, he said some other things. He said he said a lot of good stuff. But, I mean, if you sit there and, and watch that scene and listen to what he said, it made sense. And we and we knew why uh, these these uh, these shady, shady guys or whatever it said. Uh, on why they organization? Yeah, it was a fucking cops. <laughs> it, it wasn't the cops; it was the FBI or the government, some kind of government agency that wanted him dead because he would of same thing. Uh, why they went after Malcolm X? They didn't mm-hmm. like what he was saying, and it it sucks that that it happens. And I mean, it this scene to me and what those guys that shady organization wanted is all too true. I mean, they, they've done it before, and I mean, they, they've done it to the black community, they've done it to the native community, uh, and everything. I speak for, for the native side, because this is just the stuff that uh, that I know of. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy on what they were trying to do. So, I mean, I did, I did like um, what Hype Williams was trying to say with this part, especially at the end of the film. I mean, because they didn't. He didn't need to add this stuff at the end. He could have just been there. Could have been a big shootout, and the movie would have been over. But I mean, he he was trying to say something at the end, because I did like that. Because when after the the Reverend basically told him everything that he wanted to him, and then he said, "Look, man," he goes, "You do what you have to do. 
And then that's when all the security came charging in. And he was like, no, 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 everyone just stop. So, but if Tommy, uh, I feel if Tommy didn't read up all the stuff, reading the Quran and, and learning everything, I think he would have just went in there and killed him and not even thought about it. Because mm-hmm. up, because he was ruthless killer from, from the get from the get-go up to this point. He was ready to do it still. But I think uh, the stuff that he learned uh, in the books and then hearing what the reverend told him, I think that just, all right, man, I do it. So, I mean, that was the reason why he didn't he didn't kill him because they they ended up hugging each other. And uh, one of those security guys came over quick, took that gum from him. And then Sincere is talking about, yeah, we're. We're leaving. We ain't ever coming back. And uh, last gonna be good for us when the, when they when they get to Africa. And then that's your movie. Yeah, and for what I understand, they didn't have enough money to have a scene in Africa. So Nas just tells you they made it to Africa. All right. Tommy doesn't kill the guy. Um, I wanted to, did did they protect him or? Did the shady organization still get Tommy? I mean, obviously, ah. they, obviously, they, they they were they would kill him. There there was no, there wasn't going to be any jail time. So I I, I kind of really want to know what what ha- what became of Tommy after all this. Yeah, I think they protected him as much as they could because there was still the the fact of his fingerprints coming back. Yeah. So. Um, he could go in and say, "Look, this is this is what I was told to do. This is what I was supposed to do." But I'm sure that guy doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, he, whoever he's he, gonna say, yeah, he, he, they will. I don't want to know who you're talking about. Who? And he can't say, "Oh, some shady uh, organization." <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. So I, th- <clears throat> I think. He went to jail and he's still in jail or he went to he because he had to go to jail Mm -hmm. because either he was just on the run this whole time or did they hide him? I don't know. But if he went to jail, if he didn't get killed in jail, um, I don't know, maybe he's just going to sit in jail forever because they did have he was a part of the whole drug thing that everyone went down for. So, I don't know. Um, if he had to go to jail, I mean, it, it's not like he didn't deserve it. He did a lot of dirt before it got to that point. So, but I, I, I don't felt know. like where he was at his life at that point, I could see him accepting that he needed to go to jail. Yeah, I do too. I mean, now that you say that, because of the stuff that he had learned. Then again, like I said. He didn't have to read all that. I mean, he, I guess he, he did in a way uh, just to because uh, they told him, look, man, you, you got to believe and read into what they say in order to get close to that guy. So but I think as he was reading and studying, it was he was realizing that, that his life was bad and what he was doing was wrong. So yeah, I kind of kind of backfired on you, shady organization, guys. <laughs> so. But uh, I mean, it seemed the movie like again. The movie wasn't very long, and it seemed like it just 
Yeah, maybe they didn't have money to go to Africa, but um, he, like I said, Nas told you they were there, and it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, this movie was released uh, November fourth of nineteen ninety eight. Uh, Ninety two minutes. The budget was three million, and it only made is that nine million? Yeah. Is that, well, but I, I think this this really. When it hit VHS and DVD, I think it really, that's when it really got out there. Because if, if it was in the theater, um, it might have been just selected theaters. Because I, I don't even, I'm, I go to movies all the time, especially during that time. I mean, I, I do not remember seeing anything for this film. And... Yeah, I'm sure it, it it hit big once it hit uh, VHS. I mean, like how King in New York was. I don't even think that was in a movie theater. Once that hit VHS, it just blew up. But mm-hmm. this, this is this is a a classic film, uh, a classic Hype Williams film. I guess the story was written by Nas, Anthony Bowden, and Hype Williams. So, but I really love this film. Um, I think one of my other favorite films of DMX is Never Die Alone. Um, that that's a really good one too. That one's um, it was him and David Arquette. Uh, it was it was David Arquette was a reporter and he was telling uh, the story. W- was DMX writing all this down and that that's how he read it all? Yeah, I think uh, I think the movie's based off of Donald Goins' book. Oh, okay. So I think it was yeah, him kind of putting his life down on paper because it, that was a good movie i mean i really i think that was one of the last movies that i saw where dmx was a star i mean i saw exit wounds and cradle of the grave and uh, all those type of things but um he left us with a lot of music and uh, mm-hmm. and the movies uh they had done um Sucks that uh, I guess he had two more movies coming that were uh, one says they were, they were filming. Uh, I don't know if he filmed his scenes, but um, another one that one was Dogman. There's a Fast Vengeance. Um, I, I don't know what they did with that one. I would like to see these other ones. Uh, Fast and Furious Death Race. I, I assume he filmed it. Um, Chronicle of a Serial Killer. He's a detective in that. And have you seen Pimp? No, <laughs> <laughs> he was Midnight John. Okay, <laughs> but, uh, Pimp 2018 stars Kiki Palmer, and I am out. <laughs> I do not like her. <laughs> Why not? She's she's extra. That's all I can say. She's, <laughs> she's extra. She's like the definition of extra. She's like, I feel like when she, I'm not trying to go rant on Kiki Palmer, but I just feel like when the camera's on her for whatever reason, she has to be something else. Just trying like, to prove something. Yeah, I'm like, sit your ass down. <laughs> I only liked her in one movie, and that was when she was a kid. She was in that uh that Ice Cube movie, uh, The Long Shot, about the the girl playing a quarterback for a football team. Oh, that was her? 
Yeah, that's the only thing I ever liked about her was okay. that movie. Then she grew up. <laughs> yeah, well, DMX, man, just rest in peace. Left us with music, left us with movies. So, yep. Um, I think at some point we'll get to Never Die Alone. I don't know for what. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but uh, I, I got it on DVD, so I can dig it out. But <clears throat> all right, Brian. I don't even remember whose whose pick was the last time. Uh, I think before we, were we gonna, did this. Yeah, I think we were gonna go do one more before we get to the, us picking the movies. Uh, we were gonna honor Shock G. Oh, that's right. Uh, nothing but trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Which they label it as a horror comedy, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> that will be the next stream fiends. Yeah, all right. Um, if you guys want to, if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. So, uh, and we'll get into it. We get into it. I, I had not seen that. And I don't know how horror comedy. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll see. I, I don't remember. Seriously, I don't remember any of it. I remember them, Digital Underground, in it. Yeah. Tupac as well, but uh, yeah, next week, well, we'll bring you nothing but trouble. So, uh, what do you guys got going on, Horror Returns? Uh, unfortunately, we're doing a Patreon pick for our Patreon donor, Lonnie Langston. That guy. He's got us doing uh, horror musicals. So we are doing uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Little Shop of Horrors, and I don't know what year it came out, The Phantom of the Opera with, uh, what's his name? Uh, England? No, uh, fucking Leonidas. Uh, Gerard Butler. Uh, that All movie's right. like almost fucking three hours long. Really quick on that one. I watched it once. Will I watch it again? No. <laughs> um, I can appreciate it for what it is. And I didn't know that was Leonidas. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Um, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. I didn't even know he could sing. I'm all right, cool, whatever. Um, Little Shop of Horrors, the original or the... The one with Rick Moranis and all that. Uh, I hope with Rick Moranis because I really enjoy that one, especially yeah. if you get the if you get the Blu-ray and you see that alternate ending, which is very dark. <laughs> that one was cool. I did like the one with Jack Nicholson as well, the black and white one. But mm-hmm. Rocky Horror Picture Show. <sighs> Have you seen it in the theater or just? VHS, Blu-ray, whatever. Yeah, I've seen it that way. I was supposed to go one time. They had a they had a thing at one of the smaller theaters up here. You know how everybody gets kind of dressed up for it, and we were going to go, but we didn't. So, never seen it in the theater. Um, We did it on uh, Horacopia, me and Jesse and um, Hellbilly. I had not seen it in a long time. I the only time I had seen it before was when I saw it in the theater. Uh, a friend of mine, she goes, "Come on, let's go see it." Uh, I had never seen it. I knew what it was. Uh, I knew everybody would dress up and all that. That's what made it fun. It was an experience to see it that way, which was awesome. Watching it by myself, no, just 
my TV. <laughs> I I don't know I I know it's a cult classic and I know everyone loves it but I I can't just sit and throw it in I have it here in my library but a friend of mine uh, bought it for me no yeah I mean I I picked up the steel book so oh, I I didn't go that far I just got the uh, regular I, I didn't I didn't own it so I figured I get the steel book and I'm put it to use now because of Lonnie Langston um. I I can't watch it. I mean, it's just like, oh, come on. Again, seeing it with the with the crowd and everybody into it, that made it a good experience, and I thought it was awesome. Plus, I was hot as fuck. But um, I guess that, that helps. Gonna be. <laughs> That's how it helps. It helps. I was a teenager, everyone, when I seen it. Um, Soundtrack wise, I can listen to the soundtrack. I loved, I loved the songs and I loved everything. It was just the movie and and all that. I, I didn't really care for. But to each his own. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's just not, it's not my bag, baby. So, but yeah, all right. You guys are, you guys are on your own on that one. On those <laughs> one. <laughs> and of course, we got. Uh, uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation up next on action. And I have even more shit to say about that movie because it took me a couple days to get through that one. Did you keep stopping? It's only an hour and a half. (laughs) I was so, like, I don't know. Like, I forget that it's even on and I get up and do something. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, damn, I left Still. it going. I got to <laughs> rewind it. Ah, yeah, we'll get into that one. Uh, I do want to watch that um, the Mortal Kombat Legacy, not Legacy. Um, what's the animated one? Um, oh, man, the, the old cartoon that was. Whatever the ones on HBO Max. Oh, uh, Scorpion's Revenge. I guess. That one, that uh, one's pretty good. Okay, I I want to watch that. My son wants to watch it too. Yeah, it's kind of like a, kind of like an origin story for for Scorpion. <sighs> nah, well we'll get to the new one as well. <laughs> we'll yeah. get to it. <laughs> Shout out to the League of Geeks. Um, uh, we did it on there, but uh, as far as uh, me, East Society, we just dropped a new episode, uh, episode two something. I don't know. Uh, that's out there as well as a new episode um, two seventeen uh, East Society that's out, and uh, episode one twenty nine of the my solo show, the Macnez Podcast. Uh, I got the the host of the Oki Podcast, Russell Sun Eagle. He came on, tells uh, pretty much not his whole life story, but a lot of it. And uh, listen to the Oki podcast. It's got a ton of good guests on there. And uh, it was cool to talk to him. Uh, it was the first time I talked to him and hopefully can uh, meet up with him at some point uh, throughout throughout our lives when everything uh, kind of goes somewhat to normal. I don't see it going all the way normal, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, that's all we got going on. Um, but yeah, come back um, next week for uh, fuck. What was it? Nothing but trouble. Yeah, nothing but <laughs> I, I keep wanting to go that's something sacred or something like that. <laughs> nothing but trouble and Mortal Kombat Annihilation for the action returns and 
whatever else we do <laughs> here so but uh, again everyone thank you so much for listening uh, please be safe out there and uh, come back so until then party on <laughs> yep and I'm just gonna leave this here uh, rest in peace DMX